Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis examines what current American leaders and globalist allies intend for America and the world, an outcome that may well usher in the prophetic end times. Our next Prophecy Conference is October 28th through the 30th in Columbus, Ohio. This three-day event includes presentations by Billy Crone, Greg Patton, Bill Federer, Dr. Larry Spargimino, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Larry Stamm. Registration is open right now. Make sure you reserve your spot for this important conference. Call 1-800-652-1144 or visit the conference page of our website, swrc.com. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, recently sat down with Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis to talk about what he has uncovered in his new book, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism. What does popular support in America for Marxist ideology, socialism, communism, and progressivism mean for the future of our country? And what about Marxism's influence over mainstream media, the public education establishment, the Democratic Party, many of the movers and shakers in popular entertainment mean for you and for me? I have a book in my hand titled, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. Bob McGinnis has written several books, including Collision Course and Deeper State. He's been on the show many, many times before. Bob, thank you so much for being with us once again. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Larry. What's the difference between Marxism, socialism, and communism? Well, I see him really on a sliding scale. Marxism is the overall political ideology, and then you progress, progressivism first, then socialism, then communism. You know, it's interesting that not that many years ago, a person by the name of Ian Rand wrote that there is no difference between communism and socialism except in the means of achieving the same ultimate end. Communism proposes to enslave men by force, socialism by vote. And I think that the distinctions are pretty clear there. The Marxist political philosophy is all about so-called class struggle and the equal distribution of wealth for all citizens. And it, of course, claims that capitalism has given us inequality. So you hear about equity in this culture and you hear about the denigration of the idea of equal opportunity. Then, of course, when you think about Marxism or socialism, or communism, for that matter. There are some characteristics that I think are very important, Dr. Larry. For instance, the abolition of all religion. They want the government to be the center of everyone's life. And, of course, they promote dialectic materialism, which is basically naturalism. Everything is about the non-spiritual aspect of life. And then, of course, they promote the idea of a Marxist psychology, which basically goes back to naturalism once again. It's all about genetics and outside influences. It has nothing to do with spiritual issues. And so, though that's a bird's-eye view of what Marxism is, but socialism comes from Marxism, and the communism is just the ultimate that the Communist Manifesto speaks about, that 
Marx wrote back in 1848, and of course Das Kapital is his primary work, has really seeded the revolutions that began with the French Revolution to a certain degree, which came actually before, but obviously the Russian Revolution of 1917, and of course what happened in Eastern Europe, and what's happening even today in communist Cuba. When I look at Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is against all religion, not just Christianity. And actually, I think that's really true for Marxism. It's not that they hate just Christianity, everything that is religious. And I'm thinking of that passage that says, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship. So it's Christianity is out, Buddhism, Shintoism, Islam, everything except the Antichrist or the communist leader. And of course, you see that played out in spades over the centuries, especially today in communist China, where they're going after the Uyghurs and the concentration camps and persecution. Of course, they have been going after Christians for many, many years. And even the Falun Gong are persecuted because of the so-called spiritual aspect of what they do. So, yes, anything that is not trumping the government, the communist regime, is going to be denigrated by the likes of communists and, you know, for the most part, I would argue, progressives and socialists. Right. Marxism, socialism, communism is not just a threat to Christianity. Any person of faith, whatever your faith is, if America becomes a socialist nation and if it is atheistic, and of course it will be, there is that militant aspect of it that wants to do away with every faith. And I think that's so distasteful to me. Well, it should be. And it should be distasteful even to people that aren't faith-based. Because here we have an ideology that wants to completely control the entire world and especially dominate all the people in the countries in which it is prevalent. I look at the former Soviet Union, which I visited when it was still the Soviet Union, and I saw nothing but sad faces and a dismal lifestyle. My own stepmother fled from communist Czechoslovakia many years ago, and the stories that came out of the lives of people that had to endure that sort of daily torture is hard to understand, especially given that our public education in this country, it just ignores what the communists did in the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe and elsewhere. So it's not part of their curriculum, and they don't even read books like the Black Book of Communism, which documents over 100 million people in both Russia and communist China that died at the hands of these Marxists. I'm thinking of an organization like BLM. I have a statement here from Peter Hassan for Fox News. Following Castro's death, a BLM post said, quote, We are feeling many things as we awaken to a world without Fidel Castro. There is an overwhelming sense of loss, complicated by fear and anxiety. Although no leader is without their flaws, we must push back against the rhetoric of the right and come to the defense of El Comandante. So this is BLM. You know, so many people think, well, this is a great organization. They're going to free a lot of people, and they're backing Castro. And Castro was a butcher in so many ways. Absolutely. And even today, the legacy of Castro in the streets of Havana, 
the people are persecuted. You know, for every good reason, they should be yelling from the housetops in that country, give me liberty, not Marxism. It's not only Black Lives Matter that has a Marxist background by their own testimony, but also the Antifa, the so-called anti-fascist organizations. They were spun up in the 1920s by people in the Kremlin. And, of course, they targeted, interestingly, initially Nazis, but they eventually came out of Europe and came to this country. So they're nothing but true fascists, and yet they're Marxist-inspired. And they're the ground troops of the war that's raging, I would argue, the cultural revolution raging in America today. Much like the cultural revolution the people of China suffered from 68 to 74, that was a terrible time. And, of course, what they're going through today, thanks to the radicalism of President Xi, you know, I think that what they're seeing and what we are seeing are not that different. These are very, very desperate times, times in which radicals have embraced an ideology that is very contrary to what our founding fathers gave us many years ago. Well, would you say that even though the Bible doesn't mention the word capitalism or private property, that the Bible certainly teaches what we might call capitalism and private property. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think what Christ says on a number of occasions, and even if you go into a study of Proverbs, it's very clear. A man that works is going to be able to enjoy the benefits of his labor, but if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Those ideas, those principles permeate the 66 books of the Bible. And I think that though it doesn't mention capitalism, as I indicate, and not only give me liberty, but also you mentioned collision course, I go through the background of our great nation and really what capitalism is, the basis, and also what our Constitution is based upon. It's based upon equal opportunity, not this so-called equity that these people, the progressive socialists and Marxists in our culture are pushing today. And I would think the commandment, thou shalt not steal, indicates ownership. I mean, what we have, the Lord has given to us. So we are to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. And capitalism encourages the entrepreneurial spirit, developing your farm, your industry, your factory, whatever you're doing. That's an encouragement. This whole idea is If I work hard, and if I'm diligent, and if I'm frugal, and if I maybe spend a lot of hours after dark working, I will receive a rich reward. Absolutely. You know, I point out in collision course, the history of capitalism, of course, you know, it goes back to Western Europe for the most part, and the Catholic Church, but it was John Calvin, and kind of the Protestant ethic And the combination of those two, especially in the United States, the New World, where they came together, and they came together in such a rich way that we became a prosperous nation, a nation, arguably, that was founded by godly men and women. You know, you could go from Plymouth all the way down to St. Augustine, Florida. You can look where the Presbyterians came in, the Anglicans came in, and others. And it was a nation that really felt true freedom from the oligarchies, the feudalism that they abandoned in Western Europe and came here with Christian values, values that understood what a hard day of labor meant 
and that you should be obligated to take care of your family and then, of course, take care of worshiping your God as you were taught. Curtis Bowers, the film producer, made a documentary, Agenda, Grinding America Down. We have had him on before. But it details how communism corrupts American institutions and subverts it from within. Then you say the communist strategy outlined in Agenda is to divide Americans against one another. My, I think that's what we're seeing today. I mean, I've never seen our country more polarized than it is at the present time. Oh, absolutely, Dr. Larry. Here recently, there was a lady of Chinese descent that spoke at a school board meeting, and they were considering critical race theory. And what she said, because she had grown up during the Cultural Revolution in China and had immigrated to this country, she said what the communists did in China was to divide us by class. What is happening in the United States today is division, but it's division by race. And I think that's exactly what has happened, and that's why this critical race theory is really the fulcrum of you know, the promotion of Marxism within our culture. And it has to be pushed back against, and I think we're beginning to see evidence of that across this country. Well, Bob, do you think a pandemic like COVID-19 provided fuel for a socialist takeover of America? Well, I think clearly that was part of what I call the Great Reset. You know, whether it's the economic forces of globalism or it's the conspiracy of communist Chinese using either something they produced as a biological weapon or something they produced in a lab that they took advantage of it escaping and it came to this country and crippled a large swath of the world through this pandemic. Whatever it was, it clearly has promoted totalitarianism. It has really sapped our economies. It has discouraged good people all over the world. So, yes, I think it was, if not totally by design, it certainly has accomplished much of what it sought to do. I know I've been reading a lot about how COVID-19 has pushed our move into a cashless society. I mean, even the CDC said you need to use plastic, you know, online purchases and credit cards and so forth. So I think the pandemic has moved so quickly worldwide. We've never seen anything like this. And it seems to be like things are stacking up against freedom and liberty, but I believe we have a great core of patriots in America, men and women who are standing for truth in our government. And I think many eyes are being opened. You mentioned this Chinese lady. I think her name was Xi. I saw the video of it. She was tremendous. And we have the Korean lady, Yeonmi Park. I've read her book. She comes from North Korea. She actually went to Columbia University. And she said, my, they're doing the same thing that they did to us in North Korea. They have a party line, and you can't say anything else. And I know Hannity was one who had her on, and he was saying, we need to fund her to get into a bus and to go to universities and colleges throughout the United States. I have read an interesting book by Zheng Jinsung, Dear Leader, which basically says much the same. He grew up in communist North Korea and ended up in South Korea, but it's a similar perspective. People that have not experienced the tyranny, the totalitarian lifestyles that come with communist regimes 
they don't understand this pure evil that's associated with that and how it is incredibly anti-Christian. Alexander Solzhenitsyn just really nailed it. And here's what he said in 1983. Of course, he was the Russian author and historian of great fame. He said, within the philosophical system of Marx and Lenin, and at the heart of their psychology, hatred of God is the principal driving force, more fundamental than all their political and economic pretensions, end quote. He nails it for me, and I think that for the most part, Americans are a, a people of patriotism, but also people of faith. And we've seen the majority of Americans have self-identified as followers of God. Now, they may not be Christian, and they may not know Jesus Christ, but we do have a large swath of this country that still holds dearly the faith. And they see what's going on with these godless people, these Marxists, these people that hate people of faith, these people that hate the founding documents, the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, and as a result, they want to turn it upside down. And that's why we have to push back. We have to push back to defend not only our own lives, but that of our children and grandchildren in the years to come. Well, friends, we've been visiting with Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. His book, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, is available through our ministry. Bob McGinnis will be back with us for another show. Please be sure to tune in for another exciting and informative discussion. Thank you, gentlemen. Dr. Spargimino will continue his conversation with Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis next time. To get your copy of the complete conversation, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, with Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Jerry Tyson, the host of the new podcast, In the Beacon's Light, has a look at all the dramatic weather that is taking place around the world in today's Bible in the News Report. Depending on where you call home, you may or may not be aware of some of the strange weather anomalies that are currently affecting the planet. What is happening cannot be called normal. According to an article in Prophecy Newswatch, August 12, 2021, Brazil just had snow for the first time in 64 years. Millions of Brazilians were absolutely thrilled to experience real snow for the very first time in their lives. But the unusually low temperatures have hit agricultural production really hard and at a sensitive moment. Brazil is one of the largest exporters of corn in the entire world, and at this point, Corn production is expected to be as much as 17% below original projections. But for many Americans, the fate of the Arabica bean crop is of far more interest. Higher coffee prices will affect millions of Americans on a daily basis. And that is why so many people are freaking out about the fact that coffee prices are really starting to spike. Arabica coffee prices 
reached a nearly seven-year high in early August as the unusual cold weather affected the crop in Brazil, the world's top producer, with companies poised to pass on the higher cost to consumers. Unfortunately, prices are likely to go even higher in the days ahead. Preliminary estimates from the Brazilian government indicated frosts alone had about 11% of the country's total Arabica crop area. Over in Africa, endless drought is taking a very heavy toll on many areas. At this point, we are being told that crop failure has led to mass hunger. In Madagascar, we are being warned that tens of thousands are on the brink of starvation. The island nation of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean continues to suffer from its worst drought in four decades. The lack of rain in southern Madagascar has led to crop failure and mass hunger, all said to be driven by climate change. The UN's World Food Program says that more than a million people don't have enough food and tens of thousands are on the brink of starvation. Thankfully, we aren't facing starvation here in the United States right now, but there are reports of complete crop failures in certain areas. For example, just check out this from Washington State. We have had complete crop failures in Benton and Yakima counties, said Michelle Hennings, executive director of the Washington Association of Wheat Growers. Hennings said local yields likely won't be as disastrous, but they will vary from farm to farm depending on if they've received small pockets of rain here and there. But in the overall, the reality is that wheat production will likely be down across the board in the inland northwest. Conditions have been so dry for so long in some parts of the western half of the U.S. that some communities are actually starting to run out of water. This is especially true in Northern California. In Fort Bragg on the Mendocino coast, city leaders are rushing to install an emergency desalinization system. In Healdsburg, lawn watering is banned with fines of up to $1,000. In Hornbrook, faucets have gone dry completely, and the chairman of the water district is driving 15 miles each way to take a shower and wash clothing. We have never seen anything quite like this before. At this point, authorities in California are warning that there are at least 81 water systems facing critical water supply issues. It's the worst drought since at least 1977. In northern Mexico, the lack of water is even more serious. The endless drought has resulted in a severe lack of vegetation for cattle to eat, and many of them are literally dropping dead. There were nine cows felled by heat and hunger on one farm. We have seen this sort of thing happen in the poorest parts of Africa, but it isn't supposed to happen in North America. As a result of this endless mega drought, the number of cattle being raised in Sonora has now fallen by almost half. It's an unimaginable loss for a state that is world famous for its high quality cows and where beef is not just a central part of the diet and economy, but also a tradition that binds family together.
the bottom line is that food production all over the planet is going to be much lower than anticipated, and that has had very serious implications for the upcoming year. Our planet is changing in highly unusual ways, and despite all of our advanced technology, we are still very vulnerable to extreme weather fluctuations. Hopefully, conditions will revert to normal soon. Because if that doesn't happen, global food supplies are just going to get tighter and tighter in the months ahead. End of the article. For scientists, hope is all they have. For Christians who understand what the Bible says about the last days, none of this is really surprising. We are seeing more daily that points to Christ's soon return and the level of depravity that will increase in this time and much more so after the believers in Christ are taken in the rapture. To miss one's morning cup of joe is one thing. To miss meals on a large scale leading to starvation is another that cannot be ignored. For all of the things that were described in the news item above to happen on this scale at the same time is noteworthy. Scripture is clear about what will happen at the end of time. Consider this word from Amos 8:11. We read, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine to the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. This kind of famine can be avoided. But from this verse, we realize it is not something the people of the day involved are trying to avoid. They're turning their backs on God and his word. These may well be the true beginning of those days. If that is true, how much longer will we be residents of earth. We may hear the trumpet any day. Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism examines what current American leaders like President Joe Biden and his globalist allies intend for America and the world, an outcome that may well usher in the prophetic end times. The evidence for this possible result comes from an objective review of the histories of past Marxist regimes, accounts that are juxtaposed with the contemporary political proposals by those who seek a global Great Reset that could produce a radically different America, which becomes subordinate to a godless, totalitarian, one-world government ruled by the Chinese Communist Party. Get your copy of this powerful book, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, by Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis for a gift of $20 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this resource online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. We're also offering Dark Covenant by Donna Howell and Allie Henson. Dark Covenant uncovers how the masses are being groomed to embrace the unthinkable while the leaders of organized religion make a deal with the devil. Get your copy of Dark Covenant for a gift of $20 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. Get both books, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, and Dark Covenant for a gift of $35 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order these books online at swrc.com. Tomorrow, we continue to learn about the globalist plans for you and your family from Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.